everybody, welcome to the Showgirl Tip of the Day podcast. Everyone, today's episode, I hope, will be amusing to you. We're talking funny audition stories. So if you're not a performing artist, here's what we have to do to get a job. The first thing, if you are a celebrity or established artist, you could have some relationships with casting directors, directors, and production teams, and they can call you on the phone or send you an email and give you an offer. That has happened to me several times. I have to say it's a beautiful thing when you get a phone call asking if you're available for a project and offering you the role right off the bat. Most times that doesn't happen. So most of us, myself included, are what we call working actors. So if we get a job, if we are lucky enough to get cast in something, closing night happens or a film wraps, and that's it. There's no promotion, there's no anything. You gotta go back to square one. Well, it's never really square one because what you do is you build your relationships. And so if you work with a director once and he or she likes you, there's a chance you could get rehired for another project. So a lot of directors I know have their go-to performers. A lot of times they will ask them to just maybe attend the callback without going through the first round of auditions. Today we're going to talk about the act of auditioning. So before the pandemic, and it's coming back, an in-person audition is when you post that you are looking for actors, you post it online, you post it in the backstage forums, you send out a breakdown to all the agents, and you say, okay, on Tuesday, I'm just making this up, Tuesday at 10 a.m., we are going to have uh, an open call for a production of a review show or uh, Phantom or whatever, whatever the project is, they have an audition for it. So usually they'll divide the call. There'll be a dancer call. There'll be a singer call. There'll be what's called EPA, equity principal auditions. And then there's an agent call. Then there's callbacks and then final callbacks sometimes. So sometimes this process can take over a week sometimes a couple of weeks to get the people that they need. And then they might even cast someone and that person has another obligation or gets another job. So if you don't get the call right away, you might be on the list and then whatever their first choice was can't do the job, so they call you. It's not a bad thing. Sometimes funny things happen at these auditions. Okay, so this first one, is from my friend Joey, and I'm only using people's first names because, yeah, just if you recognize these people, that's great, but I want to kind of protect their privacy, etc., but I'll, I will use their first names. Okay, so my friend Joey works at a very well-known regional theater, and the artistic director and Joey were holding an EPA, like I said, equity principal audition and an older gent came in and spoke with the accompanist for a few moments then came to the center of the room we asked what do you have for us today sometimes you announce your songs sometimes you say i'm gonna sing hello dolly and sometimes they ask you it just depends you know sometimes it depends how it goes so they said what do you have for us today and the gent said i'll be singing hello dolly from hello dolly Oh, great, we said. 
The accompanist gave him the intro and he began, Well, hello. Uh, uh, and said, uh-oh, I'm up, meaning he didn't know the words. And the artistic director said, Dolly? So it's funny because it was one of the classic songs. Anyway, moving on. So my friend Cynthia said, once at an audition, a casting director fell asleep while she was singing, then woke up after and asked for something else. She got a call back. At another audition... During her song, her heel got stuck in a small hole in the floor. She had to yank her foot out of the hole, and she broke the heel of her shoe. A third audition for Cynthia was a lacage. So lacage au faux is where it's a French nightclub, and it's uh, men dressing as women. There was a movie, The Birdcage. Okay, so a lacage audition. She was explicitly told to cartwheel away from the table. So... By accident, she cartwheeled towards it and landed halfway under the table in her split. And she excused herself after that audition. (laughs) And number four, a well-known casting director at the time exclaimed when she walked in to sing, Ugh, not another brunette. In that show, they wore wigs. So anyway, we all have these stories. This story makes me laugh so hard. So this is my friend Mitch. Mitch totally blanked on the choreography the first time he auditioned for a Broadway show. But the person who taught it said to him, don't worry about it, Mitch, making the air quote gesture, like his name wasn't Mitch. They had him come back to sing, and entering the room, someone said to him, Mr. Irons, why didn't you have your agent submit you if you wanted to do the show? So the casting... And the production team thought that my friend Mitch was Jeremy Irons. Now, if you know Mitch, I can kind of see it, but he says he doesn't look like him. I, it's like a resemblance, but Jeremy Irons would not be going to an open dance call. And this was in 1987. So Jeremy Irons was quite big in the fame wave then. (laughs) He would not be attending an open dance call. That's pretty funny. So my colleague, Tammy, who's an opera singer, beautiful singer, once sang for an audition for the Puccini Foundation. And the great Lucia Albanese, I don't know if I'm saying that right, sorry, Tammy, was one of the adjudicators. As Tammy was to sing, her half slip slipped. And she said, "Uh, Miss Petty, you seem to have something around your feet. And then Tammy said, that's my slip, and kicked it under the piano and launched into her Mozart aria. And she doesn't think she breathed the whole time, but you need to breathe if you're an opera singer. So she tried to console me with a battle story of her own about going on stage as Chichi San, is that right? I don't even, oh my God, my opera knowledge is so bad. Dominic would be rolling in his grave. And Butterfly, partially dressed and having to make her cue while dressers finished dressing her while she sang. Coming up, I have a couple of friends and their funny audition stories. Do you have a funny audition story? I have a few funny stories. However, my stories are a little bit not rated G or even PG. So I'm saving them for my memoir because I don't want to 
they're kind of embarrassing too. So anyway, here's Cynthia Leheim coming right up. Hi, Michelle. It's Cynthia. A lot of memories came flooding back. And there have been a lot of auditions and a lot of weird ones, but a couple of them stood out to me. And I have to say, some of the strangest ones were when they held their auditions in Broadway theaters, which really doesn't happen so much anymore. But my very first audition actually for a Broadway show was when I was still in college. And a few of my fellow dance majors and I bought new leotards and got on the train from SUNY Purchase and went to the Gershwin Theater, which was where the audition was taking place. And we were non-union, so we sat around for hours. And they actually were nice enough to see the non-unions. So they lined us up on the stage uh, 10 at a time. And we were instructed to step forward, say our name and our height. So it got to my turn and I proudly stepped forward and said, Cynthia Leheim, five foot five. And a voice in the back of the house said, thank you. And, and that was it. And I walked off the stage and that was my first Broadway audition experience, which in hindsight was probably a blessing because I wasn't really a tapper. I was a ballet modern dancer and it was completely a tap audition. So I don't even know what I was thinking, but that's as far as that one got. And I'm sure everyone is familiar with the Cats auditions, which used to happen on the raked stage. And you would do Tandu, Fourth, Double Pirouette, and Down. And they would either keep you or cut you. And it was really nerve-wracking because it was a raked stage on top of it all. But um, the other one that I recall on a Broadway stage was for a show that wasn't mounted yet. I believe it was called Happy Feet or something like that. But they rented out a, an empty Broadway theater for the audition. And we were to step, jump in a, a parallel passe across the floor. So leap and down and leap and down and leap and down. So we all went one at a time in a, in a, in a diagonal line and step and down and step and down doing our best leaps. And as we would get to the center of the stage, the casting director who was standing down center would just point and say, no, yes. No, and there were a lot more no's than yeses. So here you were leaping for the gods. And he pointed at me and said, no. And then I had to continue step leaping across the stage to save some sort of face, completely dejected, and just grabbed my dance bag in the wings and kept going. So I didn't have a lot of luck with those auditions in the actual Broadway theaters. I loved the ambiance and the, the I don't know, the ritual of it all, but I didn't get a job from any of them. However, the one that stands out to me the most was the six-month replacement call for Beauty and the Beast. They had uh, already been up and running for, I guess, six months, and it was a dance call, and uh, we were doing the PK turns that they do in Be Our Guest. So they were fast PK turns. I believe they do them in a circle in the show. But there we were. Now I should preface it by saying the outfit of choice at this point, which was mid 90s, was little dance tops and then dance trunks with tights. And a lot of us wore black stretchy belts around our waist at the top of our high cut <laughs> dance trunks. That's important and you'll find out later. So 
my group of three was three was ready to go, and I think it must have been right after the Avita tour because Anna Simonelli was there too, and we were kind of hanging out together. And she had gone in the group of three before me, so she was on the far side of the studio at the Actors Equity Building, Studio C, and she was already standing, you know, with her back to the bar as they wound around to go for a second time. And so here's my group, and we start with our PK turns. And first of all, they were fast. And there were about 10 of them. Be our guest, be our guest. And PK turn and PK turn. PK turn and PK turn. There were like 10 of them. And then you stopped in fifth. Tondu fourth. Double pirouette land in fifth, which is mean anyway. But to make you do it after 10 really fast PK turns is just really mean. So here I am in my group, in my little outfit, and we start. Be our guest, be our guest, and I'm doing PK turns. PK turn and PK turn, and all of a sudden I realize this girl is coming really close to me, and I see her in the mirror, and I'm like, what the heck? PK turn and PK turn, and then I notice, that's so weird. She's got the same color top on as I do, which is weird because my mother made my top because she was a really good seamstress, and she's getting closer and closer and closer, and boom! I smack into the mirror and fall to the floor, realizing that the girl getting closer and closer to me was me so I smack into the mirror I fall to the floor laughing hysterically Anna Simonelli might have peed a little bit nobody else is laughing the girl with the clipboard not a smile at all I really thought it was kind of funny and she just walks over everything stops and she says are you okay and I was like yeah yeah I'm good thanks and that was that and I got up and got back into line and uh, I think we went a second time but P.S. I didn't get the job. However, I still think it's funny in hindsight, and I can't understand why nobody else was humored except for Anna after they found out it was okay. That by far was my most embarrassing story. So I hope that someone gets a giggle out of it. I'm sure there's so many more to tell, but I'll leave it at that. So thanks, Michelle. And I hope everybody out there is good and um, hold on to your stories because you'll laugh a lot about them later. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Bye. Everyone, I hope you liked that funny audition stories episode. Trust me, there's lots more funny stories where that came from. I'll be doing another episode soon of audition funny stories. If you have one that you would like to submit, DM me on Instagram at showgirl tip of day. Also, if you're liking this podcast, please share it with your friends Tell your family, tell everybody all about it. I want to spread the word. This podcast was brought to you by Showgirls Closet, my vintage clothing business. I'm at The Vault, a once-monthly vintage market in Winthrop, Maine, and I also sell online. I have a separate Instagram for the vintage business at Showgirls Closet. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you next week. The Showgirl Tip of the Day podcast has original music composed by Joshua Holloway. Find him on YouTube, Joshua Holloway Music. This podcast is written by Michelle Bruckner and edited by Michelle Bruckner and Joshua Holloway. Find me on Instagram, Showgirl Tip of Day. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week with a new episode. Oh,